The first thing I want to say is that God is safe. Sometimes people aren't safe. Sometimes they judge us and they reject us. They shame us. They might even physically hurt us. And um, the natural response is to back off, to close our hearts. Sometimes people try to control and manipulate us. You look at Jesus Christ. He shared the truth. You know, unless you eat of my body, drink of my blood, you have no part in me. And all, all these followers left. And he said to his disciples, are you going to go too? And then Peter says, uh, to whom shall we go? We have the, the words of eternal life. Jesus didn't force anyone to him. Okay? He's not controlling. He wants to give us good things. The Bible talks about unsearchable riches in Christ. In, in Ephesians, it talks about being blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. Okay? So there's, there's so much for us. But some of these things we might not understand, we might not be ready for. And I can say in my own Christian life, um, I went to a church for a while when I was a younger Christian, and they, they didn't have a good attitude towards the gifts of the Spirit. They're actually kind of critical. And, you know, God being a merciful God, I ended up getting a job at North Central University where where you do see a lot of activity of the Holy Spirit. And my heart was just hardened towards it. And as I was there more and more, I saw, wait, there's something here that's really, really good, but I was kind of scared. You know, it's like I see the speaking in tongues and some of this other stuff. I'm like, what, are these people getting possessed? Are they losing control because they're like speaking in tongues? And it's like, ooh, I was scared again, like this idea, like God isn't safe. God's going to take over and I'm going to lose control of myself. And so I started asking people there about the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues and um, very poignant questions. And, and I was getting less and less scared, but um, I remember I, I ended up like waking up one morning and just feeling like this burden, like I really, I really need to go after this. God has something more for me. And I do remember praying with somebody that day, and I had a neat experience with the Holy Spirit, which was pretty cool, but it was scary. And um, God can understand that, right? And some of us here maybe are very comfortable with the Holy Spirit and the idea of the supernatural activity of the Holy Spirit. Maybe some of us aren't, right? And so we're just going to, Listen to the Lord. We're going to see how the Holy Spirit moved in Scripture and how the Holy Spirit wants to move today and just see what God would like to do with that. Does that sound good? Okay. Jesus makes his entry into the public sphere by going to John and getting baptized. A water baptism. When that happens, a voice comes from heaven, right? And heaven's open. You are my son in whom I'm well pleased. As this happens, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, comes on Jesus as a dove, in the form of a dove. Jesus gets anointed with the Holy Spirit. The Son of God gets anointed with the Spirit of God. And then the Holy Spirit leads him, leads him into a place of being tested for 40 days. After that, he starts his ministry. And his ministry is preaching the gospel, but it's more than just speaking words. The Pharisees say, the other teachers say, this person speaks as one who has authority, not as the scribes. There's something different about this guy. 
And not only that, when he's preaching the good news of the kingdom of God, demons are manifesting. He's casting out spirits. He's healing people. They haven't seen this before. There's something different going on here, right? There's, there's a presence of the kingdom of heaven that is touching this world, that is touching broken people, hurt, scared, needy people. Jesus looks at them and says they're like sheep without a shepherd. And you look at these times where, where he heals, and everyone who comes to him wants healing, they get healed, they get touched. It says he's moved with compassion. So as Jesus is preaching the gospel, it's love, it's tenderness, it's kindness that is directing his ministry, right? It is directing the supernatural. I want to point some of those things out. Now, Matthew 10, also in Luke 10, Jesus, he's called 12 disciples to himself, but there are more than just 12 people following him. In Luke 10, there's, there's 72, and there's even more than that. But Jesus gives them authority, and he wants them to preach the gospel, but not just with words, but with power. And so he gives them authority, and he even commands them to cast out devils. What? You know, cast out devils, deal with demons in their culture? That's a regular thing. They had Jewish exorcists and stuff like that. Okay, this guy wants me to deliver people from demons. He wants me to heal the sick. He wants me to raise the dead. Well, I don't have power to do that. I'm just a person. And that's true. It's not our power, but it says that Jesus gave them authority to do these things. They yielded to Jesus. They honored him as Lord, as rabbi, as teacher. And Jesus gave them a spiritual authority. There is a supernatural empowering by the Holy Spirit to do the supernatural. To not just speak about the kingdom of heaven, but to literally release the kingdom of heaven. Okay, are we, are we okay with what I'm saying so far? Is this good? Is this biblical, what I'm sharing? Okay. Now it's going to get a little more challenging Jesus is doing miracles, and he's actually sharing this in, in the, the discourse, his farewell discourse, John 14, 12. He says, I tell you the truth. Now, everything Jesus says is truth. Anyone who has faith in me, anyone, does that mean you and me? That means anyone. It doesn't just mean the first disciples or the apostles. That means anyone. It says, anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing. Well, what has he been doing again? What? Just say it out loud. What is it? You got it. He's doing the supernatural. And he says, anyone that has faith in me, in other words, if you believe that Jesus is Lord and Savior, you, you've repented of your sins, you've entered into the covenant, if you relate to Jesus in that way, that you become a member of the kingdom of God, you become an ambassador of Jesus Christ. And there is an authority that comes with that. And there's a power that comes with that. Okay? Now he says, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I'm going to my Father. Oh, that's quite challenging, isn't it? That's very challenging, but it is the word of God. Okay. Ephesians 1.9, Apostle Paul is praying for the Ephesian church to grasp the reality that they have. There's different translations for this. Some say in 
incomparably great power. As we see it most, that he wanted the believers who have already tasted of God, they've tasted of the Holy Spirit. He's basically saying there's something so great that you have, even in this world, an inheritance of supernatural power, and I want you to know it. I want you to know it, and he's praying for that, for them. Incomparably great power for us who believe. So the power that we have is greater than Satan's kingdom, right? It's greater. It's greater than any other power. We have the access to the eternal power of God, okay? Can anyone say yes to that? Is that true? Okay, so we have access to the incomparably great power, the same power that raised Christ from the dead is literally in us. It is available to us. Before Jesus leaves the world, he says it's good for his followers that he leaves. It's good for you that I leave. They don't understand that. Do you know why he said that? Anyone? Yeah. Because if I don't go away, the counselor won't come. The counselor will not come. It's better that I be in heaven with Father God for a time and the counselor come and dwell inside of you, counsel you, teach you, lead you, direct direct you, because that is going to actually be more fruitful for the kingdom of God. It's going to be better for you and better for the kingdom to have the Holy Spirit come. Jesus goes to the cross. We just finished Easter, right? He descended into hell. He took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. He rose from the dead. He redeemed those who would believe in him. He legally redeemed creation. Satan stands condemned. He's got all power and authority over all of creation. His blood's on the mercy seat. Read that in Hebrews. He ra- he's risen from the dead on the third day. He makes himself known to the disciples, Right? And he talks to them. He, he, he spends time with them. He's in this glorified body. And for 40 days, he's teaching his disciples. There's 120, 120, but there's, it talks about more than that, but that, that saw him when he was in his glorified body after he paid for our sins, died for the sins of the world. Acts 1.3, he says, Don't leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Okay, These are people that followed Jesus, that believed him as Lord and Savior. They operated in the supernatural power of God. I'd say it's the power of the Holy Spirit. But he says something's going to happen that has not happened before to you, and that actually has never happened before in human history. Right? When Jesus rose from the dead, he's going to go to the Father. He says, wait. Passover and Pentecost, I think it's 52 days or thereabouts between them. Pentecost is the Feast of First Fruits. So you have 120 people who believe in Jesus. Jesus says, wait here in Jerusalem. So they're praying day after day. He's, he's there for 40 days. So we got about 10 days where they're seeking God in prayer. They don't know what's going to happen. They're like, okay, Jesus, there he is in a glorified body. Holy moly, like this is all real. Right? This is real stuff. He's God. My, my goodness, you know. And so he says this to me. There's something coming, and it's important, and I'm going to, like, lay down everything else, and I'm going to just seek after this. They don't know what they're going to experience, but then it happens. It happens. And I'll just say this to Acts 1.8. 
He gives some description. He gives some hint of what it's going to look like. He's, he says, wait in Jerusalem until you're, you're in, endued with power from on high. So he's literally saying there's going to be a, a spiritual transaction, a supernatural transaction that empowers you from heaven. It's coming. And he talked about the Holy Spirit. You're going to be baptized. So we know Holy Spirit's coming. There's power coming, right? Where the Holy Spirit comes, there's supernatural holy kingdom power that's going to be released in a way that they've never experienced it before. Now we're going to go to Acts 2.2 2 and just read this together. If you have your Bibles with you. It describes this. Okay, the day of Pentecost, suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. There's a supernatural manifestation. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Wow, okay. That's never happened in human history. All of a sudden, the Spirit of God fills them, the Spirit of God indwells them, and they're doing these supernatural things. And people are speaking in unknown languages. But see, you're at a feast, and all these Jews, these people are coming from all over who speak in different languages and different cultures. And they're hearing their own language being spoken by these, the, a lot of these uneducated people from Galilee. They're like, what's going on here? Right? There's a sign. There's a sign that's, that's bearing witness that something really important has happened. Peter addresses the crowd. And he, he uses it as a platform to give witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And... Now, we might ask ourselves, and I've talked to people, it's like, why do we need the Holy Spirit? Why do we need to operate in these gifts, et cetera, et cetera? Well, I'm not going to say that you need to, but I am going to say that it, it, from a biblical standpoint, it's going to enhance your witness and your testimony in your life. And somebody may say, well, are you sued with the Holy Spirit when you're saved? And I'd say, yes, you are, because the Bible says you are. But I also want to draw attention to Acts 4.24. And I, you can look at it and read that verse if you want. They basically ask God, these are the same people that got filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts 2.2, 2, some time has passed and there's been some persecution of the, the followers of Jesus Christ. They're asking God to release his hand, his mighty hand, to perform signs and wonders in the name of Jesus. And what happens? Again, there's another supernatural manifestation. There's an earthquake, right? The building shakes, the ground shakes, and it says they're filled with the Holy Spirit. And you can look at other places in the book of Acts when the gospel is being released to new territory. You have prophesying, you have speaking in tongues, you have an impartation that accompanies their belief in Christ. Sometimes it comes before they're baptized, right? Sometimes... Sometimes it comes right when they hear the message. The Holy Spirit falls on them and the supernatural stuff happens. There are times when, um, when the gospel is being preached and they believe in Christ and get baptized. And then I think it's Philip who sends for the, the apostles in Jerusalem to come there. And then they start laying on hands and then, uh, and then they get baptized in the Holy Spirit after they're saved. And so I see these different ways in which the Holy Spirit moves in the believer's lives. So I'm not going to try and make a rule. 
I'm just going to say God has a right to move any way he wants. Right? And I'm also going to say the Holy Spirit is good. And the Holy Spirit empowers us. The Holy Spirit is a gift of God. The Holy Spirit is God. All right? Ephesians 5.18. Apostle Paul encourages believers to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Again, these are already people who believe in Jesus Christ. They, they've already had the Holy Spirit. But something I want to explain is that being filled with the Holy Spirit, um, God is infinite. So we all, if we're in Christ, we all have the Holy Spirit in us. All right? And there's supernatural power. But if we're living a Christian life, if we're, say, doing ministry, if we're loving people, that power is being released. We're literally releasing kingdom power. Okay, so somebody comes across Peter's shadow and they get healed. Paul, in the book of Acts, sees a fortune-telling spirit working through a, a young slave girl. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to leave that person, that spirit, the spiritual darkness that is possessing that girl is displaced by the power of God, right? There are, there are times where we see the power of God is being released through the disciples of Jesus. When they go out and preach with boldness, they're doing it in the power of God. That power is being used. That power is being released. So as we are releasing the kingdom of heaven in our spheres of influence where the Lord is calling us, we're releasing the power of the Holy Spirit. And we need to ask for more of the Spirit's power. We need to ask for more of the Holy Spirit. And the Greek verb tense in Ephesians 5.18 is present, active, indicative, which is, means continual. It's not just a one-time experience. The verb itself says this is a continual process. Okay? Continual process of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Now we've talked about power a lot and we've talked about the Holy Spirit. We're going to get a little more technical and say the Holy Spirit is the agent of the Godhead, the agent of the Trinity who really does empower us in our Christian life for the most part. But the Father and the Son are operating in certain ways too. Spiritual gifts, we see them in Romans 12, 6 through 8. We see them in 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10. The same Spirit gives these spiritual gifts. So when I'm talking about supernatural power being released through Christians by the Holy Spirit, one of the main ways this happens is through the various spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit. And everybody in the body of Christ has access to these gifts. The apostle says, uh, eagerly desire the greater gifts, especially as you may prophesy. The Bible says that we're all part members in the body of Christ and there are gifts, gifts that are distributed according to will of the Spirit. So we... we we complement one another in the body of Christ. We all have a part to play. We all are a piece of the puzzle, if you want to say. I'm going to throw out some of the gifts. The, this isn't exhaustive, but this is the main list of gifts. Exhortation, giving, leadership, mercy, prophecy, service, teaching, administration, discernment of spirits, faith, healing, helps, knowledge, Miracles, tongues, interpretation of tongues, wisdom. Raise your hand if you would say that you've operated in any of these gifts. Okay, now, now tell me, did they bear fruit for the kingdom when you operate in those gifts? 
Okay. So would you say that the gifts are important? I would say they're important. And um, Paul says to Timothy to fan in the flames the gifts of God. The gifts that are given us um, can actually increase in measure. Right? I have a pretty strong prophetic gift. I'm growing in a healing gift. And as I step out in faith, the Bible says that we are to operate in these gifts in a proportion to our faith. So as I take risks and I step out in faith, my roommate was talking about how his knees were hurt. His knees were hurting pretty badly. I just like, come over here. I'm going to lay hands on your knees. I'm going to believe that God's going to heal you. I did. And guess what? His knee, knees instantly felt better. So there's a supernatural transaction that's happened there. God empowered me. I stepped out in faith, and God blessed one of his children. Right? Okay, so the gifts of the Spirit are very fruitful, very important. But just as important as the gifts are the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Would anyone say that they've experienced supernatural peace before? Right? I've struggled with a lot of anxiety. I, I like grew up with a lot of bad stuff in my life, a lot of trauma. And I have had God come to me in so many special ways with his Holy Spirit and give me supernatural peace, supernatural rest. When I got saved, I was suicidal. It was a pretty dramatic salvation. And a couple of weeks later, there's like a deeper surrender. And guess what? There was a supernatural love that came on me that transformed my life. It transformed my life. It transformed the way I looked at myself and others. It's like this God really loves me. I feel it. It's tangible. It's not just something you read about. This is real. God is interactive. And he really loves me. And I really feel it in my heart. And my heart is being nurtured right now. And I have something to give that I never had before. Okay? I experience the supernatural love of the Spirit. And I would take that above any gift of the Spirit. I'll tell you that. I'd take love above anything. But I am grateful for all of the gifts. If we are lacking in any of these areas... Right? Maybe we're not very patient. Maybe we're not very kind, whatever. Okay. The fruit of the Spirit, just like the gifts of the Spirit, it's not based on our character. It's not based on our morality. It's not based on our goodness. It's based on the goodness of God. It's based on the character, strength, and power of God. So all I need to do is, like Jesus says, remain in me. I'm the vine, you're the branches. So it's like, I'm not my life. I'm not my source of life. I yield to God. I yield to the Holy Spirit. I wait upon him. I ask for God to release of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness under my heart. And there's something that happens. There's an impartation that, that changes my emotional state of being. Right? And you can pray for people who are hurting, who are hopeless, with love. Lay hands on them. And you can see God release something into their lives that changes them. It changes their countenance. They can experience a God who people read about and maybe have really wrong notions about, right? And say, this, this God comes down to my level. He cares about how I feel. He accepts, accepts me as I am. And he wants to better and transform my life. We can show, we can show the kindness of God through, through doing these things. Holy Spirit is God. He's a person with feelings and thoughts. The Bible says we can actually grieve the Holy Spirit. 
Something that amazes me is that the eternal God who created all things, who's infinite, chooses to love us. And in the process of choosing to love us, he opens himself up to being hurt. You might think, boy, Bob, that doesn't seem like biblical, but no, it really is. It really is. And um, you look at Isaiah, when God is referring to the Israelites who are rebelling and suffering because they're rebelling, he says, referring to God, in all of our afflictions, he was afflicted, referring to God. If you can grieve the Holy Spirit of God, that means that you can actually like, emotionally hurt the Holy Spirit. And I believe God loves everyone in this world, everyone in this world. I believe that he, he has emotional stock in everyone in this world and he desires that they would come to him. And when they don't, and when they suffer, and when his people suffer, because he loves us, because he's made himself emotionally vulnerable, I believe that he experiences a degree of pain. Right? He's a holy, perfect, joyful, loving being. But the nature of loving broken people is that there's going to be hurt there. Okay? Has anyone had times where they have prayed and they've really felt the Holy Spirit help them in their prayers? Okay? You see people raising their hands. Okay, Romans 8, 26 says, we don't always know what we need to pray for, I'm paraphrasing this, but the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us with, with groans, things that cannot be uttered and expressed in words. So not only is the Holy Spirit praying for us, but he... He helps us and inspires us in our prayers. And the Apostle Paul talks about praying in the Spirit, <coughs> praying in tongues, praying in the Spirit, uh, being empowered by God in our prayers. Okay, we know those prayers are going to hit the target. They're going to hit home. There have been times where I felt such a grieving of God for people, for the lost, for certain places. And it's like I am weeping, I am, I am grieving, I'm overwhelmed. And people who, who are into, in deep intercession, you hear like people are intercessory prayer type people, they can so feel the heart of God and the desire of God for those people. And again, I'm going to bring you back to Scripture because everything that I'm saying to you, it's found in Scripture. Jesus says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I long to gather you as a hen would gather her chicks under her wings, but you would not. Do you see emotion? Do you see passion? Do you see longing? Do you see even a degree of sadness? Like, I want it so bad, but it's not happening? Because, again, God created a world in which we have decisions, and we can reject him. We can lead destructive lives, or we can say yes to him. Okay? This is biblical, what I'm sharing. Romans 8, if you want to learn more about the, the guiding of the Holy Spirit... I encourage you to look at that. I mean, it basically says that the, if I were to maybe boil it down, being led by the Spirit of God, being led by the Spirit of God, that the mature sons or the mature children of God come to a place where they're led by the Holy Spirit of God. They're not just led by good biblical principles. And I'll give you an example. The Apostle Paul, this is in Acts 16. I think it's in Acts 16, verses 6 and 8. It says that the Holy Spirit says to him, don't go to Asia. Well, he's been given a mandate to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. Asia Minor, there's Gentiles there. But the Holy Spirit says, don't go there. The Holy Spirit gets credit in that verse. Okay, And then in, in, in uh, a couple of verses later, he gets a vision of somebody from Macedonia. So because of this, 
being led by the Holy Spirit, he's able to walk out his call in a way that's fruitful and not just leaning on principles and not leaning on his own understanding. Oh, this is a good idea. No, this is a God idea because God is personally relating to me and communicating with me through the Holy Spirit. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Okay? I'm led by the Holy Spirit. I spend a lot of time in prayer. A lot of time. I have a lot of interaction with God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. And I'm glad that I do. And if you look at Romans 8, it basically says that we can and even should be led by the Holy Spirit. Okay? The mind led by the Holy Spirit is life and peace. Right? If I can yield my mind not to fear, not to worry, not to fear the future, not fear of rejection, if I can yield my mind to a loving God who is inside of me and who wants to encourage me and give me love, joy, peace, patience, who wants to strengthen my faith and bear witness to my spirit that God is love and let me tangibly feel that, well, that's a really good thing. That's going to transform my life if I come to that reality that he's always available to do that with me. Anybody just want to say some ways in which the Holy Spirit leads them? Any thoughts on that? Yes, Dan. What's that? I might have a couple Okay, well, just come up here and just, just let's do that. Let's do that. So I haven't done this in a while, so I'm a little nervous, but that's okay. So I'll just share a few things, and if anyone feels like that's them, then you can raise your hand. And if not, that's okay too. So the first thing, I was just sitting there and just kind of asking God, I was like, oh, God, it'd be so cool to have some words for healing. So and, the, and the first thing that came to mind was a whip. And has anyone had whiplash um, in their back car accident or anything? And I, and I felt like a specific area, like right here, is that sore? It's like the middle right side of the back, kind of right under the shoulder blade. Steven, you said? Whiplash? Cool. Um, so that's first of all, I'll pray for you in a little bit. Second one um, was, oh, does anyone have like peripheral vision problems? like just in their peripheral vision. Like it's hard, like y you don't have quite as much extension off to the sides. Anyone? Okay. And then the other one was like a someone whose right hand like clenches up kind of or has like a spasm. Anyone? No? That's okay. You? You? Just once in a while. Okay, but your right, your right, your right arm or right hand can kind of tighten up. Your leg too. Okay, cool. Here's what I'm gonna ask. Now, there's been some foundations laid with understanding and teaching, but if we stop there. We're not doing well. The point of teaching is to equip us 
so that we can operate and receive what God has, okay? So here's what I'm going to ask. Okay, so we know some people that God has highlighted, okay? God has operated through a gift, word of knowledge. God is a healer, okay? So what, what I would like is people who feel led to go to these certain people is to lay hands, but I, I'm going to ask something else of us. Going back to Romans where it talks about being led by the Holy Spirit, I'm going to ask, and we're not done with the message, this is like a Holy Spirit exercise that we're going to do, that you get together with somebody you feel safe with, somebody that's near you, could be even three people, and the way God works is through love. Okay? I see people operating in gifts that are not loving, and I've seen people be, being damaged by gifts if they're not operating in love. And First Corinthians says, basically, if I have all knowledge, words, wisdom, whatever, all faith, move mountains, Having not love as a foundation, it's garbage, right? It's pointless, okay? So, Father, we ask that you would give us your heart for your people, your love for everyone here, and we ask that you would help us to be led by your Holy Spirit in praying. And we don't have to be some sort of super prophet or prophetess in doing this, right? But we're going to step out in faith and just pray. We're going to ask God to lead me in praying for the person next to me and just maybe maybe God's going to bring some breakthrough in my life. Maybe I'm going to hear from the Holy Spirit in a way I've never heard before. Maybe hearts are going to be touched in very special ways tonight. And people are going to be like, okay, God knew that about me. God really cares. God is really present with me. Okay, that's what I'm believing for. So I'm, I'm going to ask that we do that for a few minutes right now. Please lay hands on these folks that have shared, yeah, yeah, I, me and my back healed my hand and pray for anything with a brain injury if there's any other symptoms too. So let's do that now, please, just for a couple of minutes. Just pray for one another and bless them. Bless them and to see, see if the Lord gives you anything for them. Romans 8.15 says that we have received a spirit of sonship and by him we cry, Abba, Father. It says that the Spirit himself bears witness that we are sons of God. The Holy Spirit has many roles in which he ministers to his children. Okay? Romans 5.5 talks about the Holy Spirit shedding the love of God abroad in our hearts. Okay? And I, I feel like you just try and listen, how does God want us to, to respond to him? You know, I feel like there's a supernatural peace here and there's a, there's a position of receptivity here. And I believe God wants to respond to that. Okay, so I'm just going to ask that we put our hands on one another right now. And we're going to ask for Romans 5.5. 5. We're going to ask for, um, or yeah, Romans 5.5, 5, Romans 8.15. God, you're a good God. You're a good God. And we ask, God, for your Holy Spirit to come in a special way. Because you love us, God. Not because of anything good or bad we've done, but because you love us. Because you want us. Because you've, you've called out to us in your grace. And you've brought us into your family. And you've accepted us, God. And you understand some of our brokenness, our pains, our fears. Some of us who didn't get the love that, that you wanted us to get from our parents growing up and there's deficits. Father, we just ask that you would come. Just release the power of your love through your Holy Spirit in such a gentle way. 
in such a deep way where we feel known, where our hearts feel known, where our hearts feel touched, that you're there, Father, where parts of our hearts are lonely, that we could feel more of you, more of your love. We ask, God, for your Holy Spirit that you would bear witness right now in a special way that we are your children. What it means to have a dad who's always there for us, who always loves us, who's committed to us for eternity, who has endless affection, who lavishes love upon us and in us. Your word says a perfect love casts out all fear. Lord, we ask that that perfect love we just penetrate strongholds, penetrate lies, and just testify to who you are and the value that we have to you as well. In Jesus' name. I'm just going to ask you to, for about a minute, just wait upon the Lord because I feel like he is doing that in us right now. I'm just also going to ask, can anyone just raise their hand if they feel like the Lord did in some way release love to them to touch their heart in any way? Just want to raise your hand. I do see some hands raised, so that's encouraging. Praise the Lord for that. But we're not done because God has more to give to us. Isn't that good? Okay, so here's what I would like. Those who really, like, if your heart responds to what I'm going to say, I'm going to invite you to stand up. As Paul prayed to the Ephesian church that we'd be filled with the Spirit. If you want a greater filling of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to ask you to stand up. And if, you, you know, if you're not ready, I'm, nobody's going to judge you. That's fine, right? If you want to stand up and receive more, I believe God's going to release more of the Holy Spirit in an empowering way, okay? Once again, I'm going to ask us to lay hands on each other we're going to lay hands on each other. And we just thank you, Father, for the spirit of life. Thank you, God, that you give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. Lord, and I, I'm just going to say along the lines, those who have uh, desires in their heart for gifts, to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, to bless the body of Christ, to, to have more engagement with you, Lord, 
I'm going to ask also for you to bring forth special impartation as well. I'm just going to say as a side note, God loves unity. He moves powerfully through unity. He moves powerfully when we love one another. So once, once again, God, we ask that we would just be connected and identify with each other as brothers and sisters. That I, I'm committed to my brother, to my sister. Lord, I'm committed to their benefit, to their blessing, to honoring them, to protecting them. And Father, we ask now for a greater release of your Holy Spirit. We ask for an impartation, a, a, an anointing, an empowering to come. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that your spirit would come in a way that brings peace. Pray that your spirit would come like a river. The rivers of living water would just flow from within. Flow from within. We pray that you'd strengthen us by the power of your Holy Spirit in our inner being. Father, we just ask for, for um, even some manifestations of warmth, of heat, um, special joy. Father, we ask for those, those things to come, special impartations uh, that bear witness that you are moving in us. I invite you to sing this with me as we're just staying in that mode of receptivity. Let it rain, let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven, let it rain, let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven, let it rain, let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven, let it rain, let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven, let it rain, let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. And I, I feel like the Lord is releasing of his spirit in a very gentle way, almost like just a gentle soft rain, a mist that would come on us and come in us and bring uh, cleansing, bring empowering, and just cause us to feel close to the Lord. We just ask for more. To him who has, much more shall be given. And I feel like the Lord is being especially gentle because there are some people here who really have not been treated well and some people here who really feel unsafe. And God so respects those things. And he's so tender. He's so safe and caring. And he meets us where we're at. Thank you, Father. You meet us where you are, where we are at. Father, we ask for supernatural joy as well. 
And I'm also going to just going to invite if, if anyone else like Dan had a, a word that God wanted to do some things. Is there anybody else who's getting a word? They feel God wants to do something special right now. And it's okay to take risks. It's even okay to be wrong. I've been wrong before. You grow in your gifts. Jacob, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm just going to ask you, do you feel like God has anything in your heart that you, he wants you to release to the group right now? Okay, and I, I'm just going to... Ex- I'm, I'm going to... Okay, so come up here. I'm going to explain this to you. So I'm asking God who has something. I look at Jacob. I feel witness in the Spirit. There's something in his heart that is stirring that's going to release life. So I'm operating in the Holy Spirit right now. Um... I don't know. I just really was just feeling like the Lord was just highlighting like identity to me. And um I don't know. I just really feel like that <clears throat> for I just feel like for some of us like myself included that there's you know so much things in our generation are are encircled around like <clears throat> ability and everyone's trying to be like you know everyone's always looking for like the next great like pop singer, the next great athlete, the next great, you know mind or something like that and I just really feel like the Lord is saying that just like speaking into your identity and that there's only one of you and he doesn't want you to be I mean like for me personally he doesn't want me to speak like Bob Newman he doesn't want me to play the guitar like Dan he wants you for yourself you know and that um that there's only one of you and to just really to just be yourself and be yourself with the Lord because I feel like in that place of safety and security that he's really going to take you or all of us to a level that we've never really experienced in intimacy and just relationship with him. So can I just pray real quick? Yeah. God, we just thank you for who you are, God. God, we're thankful for relationships. We're thankful for community. God, I just speak life and freedom, God, tonight, God, as we're just together, Lord. Just any 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 expectations, God, that have been set like uh, too high, or if we feel like we don't amount up to to enough, God, or if we felt like we've we've never met a set of expectations or a set of standards that people have put or tried to place. Um, on top of us, God, I just break that spirit of fear and rejection. And I just really even feel like the Lord is saying that if, you know, if there's been an error in your life or you feel like you, you've, you know, messed up with something or struggled with something, that doesn't define who you are. It, it's so, it, it, it definitely doesn't define who you are. You're sons and daughters of the Most High King. And I just really feel like the Lord is saying that you're His that you're his and that he and for some of you tonight that he's really going to take you into a season of just really placing you in safety and security and just really a place of rest so i just want to uh lord agree with what you're going to do um tonight god in the hearts of some and and all of us god um that you would just take us to a uh a deeper level that you would take us to a deeper level of intimacy, that you take us to a deeper level of relationship with you. Um, 
And God, that you would just continue to have your way in our minds and in our hearts. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Just, I guess, a, a side note, I love all of you guys. <laughs> um, if, you got, if, if anyone wants to pray or after or anything like that, um, I'll pray with you or, or even Bob. But I just was really feeling that, you know, that this group, you know, even, even here at Communitas, there's such value in everyone's life here. You know, there's, so, there's such a mighty call that God has on your life individually. And to really just, you know, to, to just even take a step out or, or talk to someone and, and, and that dream that you have in your, in your heart and in your mind of what you want to do or what the Lord's called you to do, to just really, you know, take a step out in faith to make that a reality, you know. And that's really the beauty of, of what we have here is that there's a safety and, and, and a security for people to say, you know, we're going to stand with you. There's no fear of judgment or there's no fear of, or, or of anything like that, so bless you guys i love you all i just was really feeling like the lord wanted me to share that so thank you amen we are past oh a cat come here yeah please come so i saw a picture that i want to share that the lord gave and it was a picture of a jawbreaker and you know jawbreakers of course are designed to be in layers and the word from the lord was that some processes of the lord are like a jawbreaker and it's designed to be layer by layer. And if you take a jawbreaker in the natural and you go and you crack it to try to get to the center too quickly, you'll, you'll break your tooth. There's pain involved. There's, but if you take a jawbreaker and you, as it's designed to suck it, you know, layer by layer by layer, savor it layer by layer by layer, you get to the center, but there's a right process. So some processes of the Lord are layer by layer. Some are quick, but some are layer by layer. And the Lord just wanted to, like, smile and say be patient take it layer by layer if that's what his design is for things don't get impatient and cr you know crack before it's time but let the lord do it he knows how to take it piece by piece by piece or layer by layer by layer so can i pray that for yeah, them pray, yeah. so lord i just ask that each of us would um look to you and trust you as you take us through processes in life layer by layer help us not get impatient and bite uh too soon, but to trust you. Uh, we thank you for your pictures and how you like to do things to stick it in our mind. But again, help us to be patient. In Jesus' name, amen. I was just going to add one thing to what she just said. This is a safe place to be able to ask questions. If, if you're at that place where you're saying, this is moment number one for me, and this is new, and I don't get it, I don't know what, what's going on, you know what I mean? This is new to me. If you're at that place, feel free to ask questions. What's this all about? Why is this okay? Where's the scriptures to back up all the stuff that you were saying? I mean, I've been the person with 10,000 questions, and it took, you know, somebody being willing to walk alongside of me for over a year and answer question after question after question after question before I finally came to a place where I said, okay, God, I've read all the evidence. I think that's what the best is that you have for me. And I had to come to a place where I said, God, I want what you want for me to want. So I want to know your heart. And I want to know your heart for me. And I want your best for me. And if, you know, no matter what it is, I want that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want that place. And so if anybody else is on that journey, I just want to encourage you. This is a safe place to ask questions. Nobody's going to be like, whoa, that person has questions. You know, like, <laughs> that, that's just, that's not, that's not the heart of Communitas. We're going to be, we're willing to walk alongside you on your journey. Anybody else felt God wanted them to share something? Oh, please. Yeah, come up. 
I saw a picture as well, and um, I feel like it was it was talking about your word with identity. Um, so at first it was it was like a a straight, um, just like a straight line of light, and then it kind of formed into something sharp, like it was a sort of light, and then it was slicing through these really 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 thick bars, um, and I felt like they were either expectations or things that we have been held to or the things that we're trapped in they could be prison bars and the Lord's light is is so quick and it's so powerful that it just I saw it just slice through all of them and they just clattered and there were lots of there was lots of noise so yeah that's what I saw so the lies and the fears that are holding us back Lord we pray that you would expose them and dismantle them so that we can walk in greater freedom Freedom in our hearts, freedom in the spirit, freedom in our relationships. We ask that, Father. Anybody else have anything they felt God speak to them? Yeah, you're welcome. Um, if people need to go, they, they can go, but I would like to do another song or two because I feel like God still wants to minister to us. Is that okay if we do a couple songs? or Okay. Healing, I'd like to do Healing Rain. Can we find that one on their list? Yeah, you got it. Okay. Healing Rain by Michael W. Smith. Healing Rain. Do you want to play it? Sure. I mean, I don't know how to the chords. I mean, I, I can sing it. I can tell you. Okay. Identity, I believe God wants to do more with healing and identity, as, as some folks had already said. Yeah. Healing rain is coming down. It's coming close nearer to this old town. Rich and poor and strong springing mercy it won't be long healing rain is coming down it's coming closer to the lost and found tears of joy 
like the Lord wants to break down fear and abandonment, even fear of abandonment, Father. We just forgive those who abandoned us emotionally, physically, parents, um, boyfriends, girlfriends, Lord, just who really devastated us. And just open a door for fear that the people we love are not going to be faithful. They're going to leave us. And if we're not perfect, if we make mistakes, they're going to leave us, God. Just break that lie in Jesus' name. Great. 
be willing to share if God like how God ministered to them tonight in any special way okay do your yeah Anybody else? I, I can tell in myself when I, like, there's an internal difference when I'm actually trusting and, like, relying on God versus when I'm not. Like, there's, there's, there, there's something that I can kind of, I can feel, I can feel a difference. And, and tonight was very encouraging for me just to, to, to feel that place of, like, rest and security of, like, just trusting, you know, in a moment or, like, long term. But 
just this, just this confidence of, of trust. Amen. 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 Jessica? Well, you always, every time you talk, you talk about parents. Mm-hmm. And it, like, I literally sit here and I'm, like, about to cry, but then I don't because I'm like, don't show emotion. But I just feel like I should validate that, like, what you're saying is really affecting me. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm kind of nervous saying that because yeah. I don't like to admit that that's something I struggle with. Yeah. It's just, I struggle. Like, that's human. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it sure is. Like, why am I saying sure? I don't know. Probably need to get over that. But I appreciate you saying all that stuff because I feel like I have to constantly remind myself to be thinking that way. Mm-hmm. Like, what you're saying, you know? Yeah. So, Thank you. Yeah. For saying that. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I'll just say I, I really felt the presence of God come. He comes in different ways. He manifests different aspects of His character at different times. He came in a very gentle, very peaceful, tender way tonight, mm-hmm. and I believe in very deep, like inconspicuous ways, just really touched and ministered to people's hearts and released impartation. Is what I felt. So. I think that people will see fruit even in the days to come with the transaction that God did tonight. And if anybody wants any prayer for anything, you know, we'll have some prayer leaders up here. But thanks, everyone, for coming and participating. That was pretty awesome.